welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Financial professionals, let's move forward together. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Andy Nunez. Andy is an industry leader with extensive expertise in operational and sales domains, specializing in ERP consulting and ISVs. His M&A career started in 1997 with ePartners, eventually leading to the co-founding of Next Tech Group. As SWK Technologies CRO, he increased revenue from $7 million to $50 million and was pivotal in 17 acquisitions and aided SWK's NASDAQ listing and Mapadoc sale. Currently, as president and CEO of Scanco, he is guided at sale to Firmament Partners, a PE firm, and he continues focusing on driving Scanco's organic growth, strategic acquisitions in collaboration with Firmament. Welcome back, I should say, to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Andy Nunez. Ed, great seeing you, man. Well, first off, Andy, why do you do what you do? Well, um, you know, I, I, I am a creature of habit. Yet, uh, I, I really like something new every day. And, and our business, uh, you know, it's especially in the ERP side of it, it's a repetitive business. Uh, you know, you, the solution is the same, but the customers are all different. And so it's, I think it's a, it's a unique proposition as a career where you can actually, you know, have the security of something that you do every day. You know how to do it. You learn how to do it really well, yet with in a new flavor, and, and you know, and it's, and it's a, a different customer, a different reality to them every single day. And that, to me, that's exploration. You know, I I, I was a, a archaeology art history major um, in college, and I, I thought that was going to be my career. Uh, and um, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. I it, the, the methodology of of excavation and you know, the discipline of the methodology of archaeology is uh, is repetitive and boring. But the exploration is exciting, you know, and um, of course, in doing that, I, it clearly led me to the software industry. I mean, it was a clear path for me. <laughs> <laughs> you went from from spelunking to data spelunking, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. Uh, a different trowel. <laughs> so. Andy, I want to explore this this thing that happened with you at Scanco in the last two years, and that is you were acquired by the PE firm, as we mentioned in the intro. What's been the impact of that on your team? Well, um, you know, uh, when I was brought here uh, three, almost three years ago now, uh, Sean and Tess uh, uh, Boros, the owners, were looking to exit. And uh, one of the discussions we had up front uh, was that we weren't, we weren't just going to sell to the highest bidder. And I give them tons of credit for actually holding to that. We had offers that, you know, uh, were not the, the same kind of offers that uh, Firmament gave us. Uh, yet, Firmament's complete solution was better. And the reason why is, is because I wanted to be transparent with the team about acquisition. There's nothing more uh, nerve-wracking to a, a company uh, to know that, you know, the people who founded the company, the owners, your family are leaving. And... Um, and, and there's going to be a new owner and you don't know who they are and, and whether or not your job's going to be safe, et cetera. And so it, I think it's critical in that kind of thing. And a lot of companies don't do this. A lot of people, when they look to be acquired, they kind of hide the fact that that's going on because they're afraid that, you know, people will jump ship because there's, there's no permanency. Um, and you know, that was a risk, uh, with our team, but we didn't have any of that. Uh, not anybody that I, that I regret seeing go. Uh, and, um, and, you know, so I wanted to make sure it was, it was transparent. And 
because of that, um, it's almost like, at, you know, in July when the, when the transaction happened, a switch just went on because the team said, OK, we're ready to go. They've, they've been working toward this for over a year or two years and they were just ready to go. And so we hit the ground running uh, and, in a big way in the last six months. Was there a lot of conversation, I, I suppose, and even work done on meshing the cultures of the organization together? I have to think that that's other than well, am I going to have my job is is the culture of the organization going to change? Well, you know, my big mantra, you know, our culture is our brand, right? You know, and uh, culture is, you know, collectively what we celebrate or collectively what we tolerate, Ed, you know, and and um, a firmament's culture, but the, the selecting firmament because they knew supply chain, they understand it, they understood our world, and they had done this. Uh, and, and their objectives for us are not for us to be a billion dollar organization. It never were. You know, their objectives were aligned with ours. They want to see our growth be measured and smart. Uh, and then they gave us a war chest to go and acquire people for non-organic growth. Um, so, and then they said, guys, go do it. You know, they, they, they've given me the reins to say, okay, now granted, we're still in the honeymoon period, but the fact is uh, they gave us the reins. They, they looked at our team. They, um, you know, evaluated where our strengths and weaknesses are. We, we did make, so they did make suggestions on where we could subsidize uh, and and uh, hire people to fill gaps in the organization, and we've done a lot of that. I mean, we 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 uh, we hired 16 people in the last six months, uh, which is almost you know double the organization size. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's going to change culture, right? You know, uh, and the thing is, is that when you do that, like anything else, like acquisitions, you have to be ready for that assimilation because no matter what, um, the people that come on are going to impact the culture. Period. Full stop. No matter how aligned they are with you, there's going to be a slight deviation, right? And that's going to be a good thing, uh, and it should be a good thing, uh, because if you pick the right people, you're they're they're helping you build that path. And so Firmaments uh, has been a, very aligned with that. And yeah, we've we've taken some uh, minor course corrections, but they've all been good ones. They've all been ones that I say, hmm, wow, that makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking before. You know, I never thought about it this way, but you you saying in almost doubling the size of the company, it was almost like an acquisition, but just happening one sixteenth at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we made an acquisition in uh, December that, you know, added more people, even more people to the group. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, um, it's it's kind of a, it is kind of unique um, in that you're right. It, it, we're just the kind of the dust was just settling on the the, the, the growth that we had just gone through, and it really hasn't settled yet, right? And then we went out and got another group, you know, and they actually plugged in really nicely, uh, you know, into to the e-commerce components. But Ed, we filled gaps in just about every part of the business. So, I mean, it, the, the, the people that we've, uh, that we've hired um, have, have filled positions that didn't exist and then backfilled positions that existed we needed bandwidth on. Uh, and... So, um, yeah, it, it really was like, you know, creating another business, except we got to choose the people we were hiring, right? You know, instead of buying a, a lump sum of people, you know, that maybe are good or bad. And, Andy, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Well, uh, you know, it's funny. You, you asked me this and I, I thought about it. Um, you know, uh, my favorite person in the world, besides my wife and uh, is my neighbor. Uh, she's a 96-year-old, uh, greatest generation, you know, fought the Nazis, social activist, 
you know, gets up at the crack of dawn, comes back at, uh, at you know, twilight, you know, is, is registering voters to this day. And, you know, she's a retired uh, professor uh, and she's just a wonderful lady. And she is uh, a delight to be around and still sharp as a tack. And, um, you know, the, but the thing that inspires me most about her is that um, she fears, she doesn't fear death in any way. Um, you know, it, she reminds me of that phrase, you know, good death only comes from a good life. And she doesn't fear death because she has zero regrets about her life. And um, she'll openly talk about it. You know, she's like, hey, this is the last presidential election I'm going to vote it. And it, it, that, to me, like, brings it home, Ed. You know, like, all of a sudden, I think about my mortality. And I'm like, wow, if I were in that place where I knew that there was no changing, there's no looking past the fact that I am going to die. Um, and I had no regrets. Um, and I truly felt like I had really lived my life well and therefore had no fear of ending it. Um, that's, I mean, to me is impressive. You know, the definition of hero, I think, comes in two forms. You know, it's, it's the person who jumps on the grenade, right, in the moment, makes a decision. Or it's the person that makes those decisions over a body of work, you know, the entire, their entire lifetime. I think it, you know, not to, to say that a that person who jumps on the grade is, grenade is any less, uh, but, you know, in that moment, you are forced to make a decision. Um, over the course of a lifetime, making smaller decisions and making them right, um, I think takes a lot more uh, character. And um, if you can do that, and if, you, if we're all lucky enough to get to the point where Jess is at 94 years old, to look back and to say, wow, I did it all right to the point that I don't regret anything about, you know, and, and the potential of dying or I don't fear it. Uh, to me, that's inspiring in, in a big way. So and lastly, Andy, how can somebody contact you? Okay. Uh, you can uh, email me at andrew.nunez, N as in November, U-N-E-Z, at scanco.com, S-C-A-N-C-O, uh, dot com, Scanco, Andrew M. Nunez, Scanco.com, or just go to our website, Scanco.com. All right. Andy Nunez, president and CEO of Scanco. Thanks for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Ed. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.